0: This podcast is brought to you by LineUpMedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Welcome into this day in history for December the 5th. Tony Hubert here with you, Armand Kachigian, my cohort, my consul, my consigliere. My confederate. Or is that politically incorrect? No, I, I'll take confederate. All right. I definitely would take confederate. Uh, today, on the program, we have got birthdays to go over. We've got deaths to go over, as we oh, always course. do. What are the events and that happened on December the 5th lot throughout ma'am. history that affect the world we live in today the most? I will tell you, folks, listen in. The pickings are slim. However, no, I think we. Can. There's some good stuff. Yes. What's in the list today for December 5th? Rather juicy, and it'll be interesting to see what we decide on. I've got three big ones outlined. Armand has. A I don't have any of,
1: real significant ones that I want to expatiate no. at length upon, but expatiate. I like, yes, so I'd like to amplify on a few of them. How many synonyms can you use? Expatiate. Yes. Uh, Exegesize, I guess that's that's, no, a, that's a.
0: I've never heard that word, but exegesis, okay, yeah, you could uh, just start making up sounds now, and yeah. for all I know, okay, let's begin. All right. In 63 that's BC, triplet. Cicero. B-C-E. Now let's come okay, on. Okay, BCE. All right, come B-C-E. on. BCE. 63 BCE. Now, now, in the
1: new Latin, you know, you know, there's a debate on whether it, the Latins pronounce the C's like that. You know, some would call it Cicero. So it depends. Some of these Latin professors actually. I never knew that. Yeah. So Kicero. I have always heard Cicero, but yeah, that's the new not the new, but it's so always been kicked
0: around Cicero around Roman Senator. Yeah. He gives the fourth and the final of the Catalan orations. orations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently. Why are these very big
1: to you? Per- persuasive. Well, he just said the, he he was noted for saying O tempora o mores, mm-hmm. which is something we all use. What times, what customs?
0: Yeah. And, uh, and, and that know. survived 2,000-plus years now. Yeah, so we still use yeah. that. So yeah. anyway, Kudos but, to uh, Cicero. They, they,
1: they executed uh, the conspirators, and uh, it was fun. Did he ever—you think he knew
0: he would have a town in suburban Chicago named after him?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think, um, you know, gangsters would—well, we'll get to that. Well, that get, but, uh, that yeah. his
0: town would become a big gangster yeah. hideout and that the, one of the Scarface would live there? But you know it? something? It, I was kind of glad the Cataline
1: conspiracy—you know, these, these guys wanted—well, they basically wanted socialism, you know, they wanted they wanted the uh, poor the the poor to have their debt expunged. Uh, they wanted uh, land re-
0: redistribution.
1: Yeah, Marxism,
0: early pre Christ Marxism. Early Marxism. So I'm glad they got what they deserve on the this date, execution. December the 5th, 1408. Uh, the Golden Horde reaches Moscow. Yeah, they weren't nice guys. They did. Did
1: they stay long? I don't know. I'm didn't even circle that. I don't even know who Emir Edigu is. I, I've heard of the Golden Horde. I thought Longos. you would know him. Never heard of him. Okay. Fourteen ninety two. I've never heard of this guy. Self explanatory. Yeah, you know he never did reach North America. That's a kind. Con- you know that Christopher Columbus discovered America. I mean, you I know. guess never te-
0: anywhere I near. I guess technically you know. he got on the North American continental could. shelf. Could well, you say that? People, well, you could
1: probably say that. Uh, you know, Hispaniola. No, wait, wait a second.
0: On 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 subsequent voyages, did he ever have landfall in Florida? No. No, no, you're right. He's, he's he confined never to the any Caribbean anymore. and and right. he did South America. He, he did touch South, South America. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Never got to. Yeah. Never touched the United States proper. So when I grew up, it's all you know. Christopher, and as you grew up, Columbus, Columbus, <laughs> yes. Columbus. Today, it's he's quickly become an afterthought. Oh, really? I God, I, I think so. I don't think there again. I want to get one of your kids on here. I don't so I want think to know my kids really people. recognize Chris Columbus God. as any big deal. Oh boy. Now, it's a big deal that he crossed the ocean from yeah. Spain in three well, what ships. What is a big deal then? What, 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 that's well, what I want to know. What? What?
1: That's what are the salient points of American history? Because I, I saw, um, I was reading, uh, somebody was talking about, uh, you know, famous Americans and what what high school kids knew about them. Yeah. And they brought up Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. And they only knew like the the one thing they knew about him was he was a slaveholder. That was the only thing they knew they could say about him. Like, they couldn't tell you he was the third president. No, not
0: even that. Oh, and he was God. a genius. You know, so I don't know, I don't know what they're teaching. That's why I'd like to talk to you. No, but as far as Columbus goes, here's what I would want to know if I was a student today. Okay, um, who was the first European to really reach the Americas? Well, I mean, you probably, you, I you know, mean after we probably. I you know we're going to say the Vikings. Are we going to Yeah, and, which which Viking is it? Leif and his Erickson, crew, I, Eric the Red, yeah. You're sure no one in BCE time? No, did? nobody's sure about exactly. that. Exactly, right. and we know now that it was probably very possible. Right, but you and I on this show we're
1: discussing the impact on history today, or, or not history today? That's stupid. On the current events. Well, the impact of Columbus, the land. Europeans yeah. that reached and uh, settled and expanded upon uh, and, and colonized the New World. That's what you know. We find more. It was it fascinating and more useful? No.
0: Look, it's certainly impactful.
1: Yeah, um,
0: I don't even know. I don't even know what voyage. I guess that his first voyage. No, it's 1492. 1492. It's the first voyage. Yeah, he
1: took four. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: What color hair did he have? Wasn't he a redhead? He is a redhead. 1775 at Fort Ticonderoga. Henry Knox. He begins that big mission to haul all the artillery from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okay, I guess that's That's, a big deal. It's significant. (laughs) 1847. This one, uh, people forget about this one. I had forgotten about this one. On this date in 1847, a new United States Senator is elected, and his name is Jefferson Davis. I assume he's from Kentucky. He's
1: from Kentucky. (laughs) I guess he's a senator from Kentucky. I, Mm. I don't know. That's where he was born. You know, he and Lincoln were born very
0: close. Let's yeah, as the crow flies, like one they, w- they were barn close. Yeah. 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 Now, okay. quite a few years apart, but, yeah. um, you know, again, this is not his birthday. It's the year he's right. elected. Exactly. Um, 1848, the California gold rush, the U.S. Congress. Again, We uh, President James K. Polk confirms that there's large amounts of gold to be discovered. The 49ers. We'll go into that sometime. Sutter's Mill, et and cetera. The, and, uh, that gets to Donner's past, though, right? Is that the gold rush or is that a previous one? Mm, I don't know about that one. I don't think, I think so. it's a previous one. Yeah, I think it's before that. One. 1932, German-born Swiss physicist Albert Einstein, he is granted an American visa. I think that was a good well, idea. He's already working his way out of Germany in 32. Yeah, I've got a couple of things. We got somebody else that did the same
1: thing uh, today, but You know, I I also like to comment that Franklin Roosevelt even though it's 1932, this is before Roosevelt took well, office. Yeah, he doesn't he, take office. He was till fighting and kicking and screaming, letting a lot of these Jewish refugees in our country, and a lot of them were physicists. Mm-hmm. He didn't want, you know, he did not want to take these refugees, so. Here again, I hate the guy, but
0: you oh, your your feelings are you know they're noted. You are not a fan and of FDR. That applies to the next, no next one. No new deal too. for Armon. Yep. Uh let's move to nineteen forty one. I thought I thought oh that's right. That's a big one. Okay. Big I'm one. sorry. Well this is a big one too for me. It is a big one for okay. you. You love things with Georgi, yeah, Giorgi right. Zukov.
1: Yeah, I guess we might as well make it a small one. It's the Battle of Moscow begins. I mean it lasted until mid-February, actually, you know. But uh, Georgy Zhukov uh, last, uh, counterattacked with the Siberian troops held in reserve. Was now, surprised let me the ask hell you a question of about that. Okay.
0: Yeah. The, uh, Siberian troops. Yeah, they attacked on skis. Yeah. W- was he using European Red Army soldiers, or was he using Asian Red Army soldiers? Well, I think these were specially brought over in trains. For
1: uh, uh, Initially, they were all the Europeans, yeah. but these Siberians were held back. Okay.
0: Uh, for this battle, and so he's bringing only you know, like five thousand of them, but he's bringing in Asians to fight Europeans. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: okay. Mm-hmm. But there weren't a whole hell of a lot of them, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Sure, helped. And that was that. That winter is really what fried fried maybe
0: the wrong term <laughs> deep <laughs> yeah, deep froze. froze them is yeah. what it did. That that helped. Nineteen forty three in World War Two, the Allied Air Force begins attacking Germany's secret weapons bases in what's called. Operation Crossbow. Yeah, interesting that uh, you know they used obviously. They didn't
1: know what they were looking. They they were they had these reconnaissance aircraft that were flying at like 30,000 feet. They weren't taking very good pictures, but they saw something that looked like a ramp. They didn't know what the hell it was. And they were the ramps they were using for uh the the uh, V1 rocket yeah. testing at Pienemunda.
0: And best when unsure during a war. Yeah, they bombed the hell bomb out of it. Bomb it, which Actually, does
1: have a lot of impact because it probably set them back about a year, and they didn't have them in time because they probably would have used them against a the day fleet. They could have, which you know to hit a ship with those things. You're but
0: not. You're just launching. Would have scared the piss yeah, out. Yeah, you're people. just launching them out into yeah, the middle willy of. Willy nilly, they would have launched them in the channel. Into the channel. So that, that could have had an impact. That's all you needed to do. In 1945, this one has always fascinated me. We're going to talk about this one a little. It's not something that really affects the world we live in today, but. Boy, does it make for good TV. In this date, December the 5th, Flight 19 out of Florida is lost in the Bermuda Triangle. All right, here's your trivia question What land masses constitute the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, the northern tip is Bermuda, the island. Yeah, that's correct. The southern tip is, is it Nassau, Bahamas, or is it Miami, Florida? Well, Miami is the, the apex. Okay. The southern would be. One of the greater Antilles.
1: One of the greater Antilles. Okay. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yep. All right. That's what constitutes. Now, you know, I've read a lot about this. In fact, you know, we had a conspiracy theorist when we did the Ocean. Oh, we have Man surreal show. talk
0: here on lineupmedia.fm.
1: Yeah, F- I was on that show a couple weeks ago. You'll be on again. Yes, I will. I have already. Anyway, we'll get to that one. But, uh, yeah, we talked about this. And basically, from what I've read, there haven't really, you know, for that area of ocean, there really hasn't been that much. haven't been that many mysterious disappearances as compared to the rest of the ocean. Now, there are some ideas of what's going on there. Apparently, the uh, Gulf Stream is very strong there, thermohaline... current which is basically a river in the ocean they call yeah. it uh there's also the uh meth uh, the methane um the methane that escapes
0: from a yeah, from methane hydrate hydrates which means uh, if you're a boat it bubbles it, it bubbles right. and a boat will lose buoyancy right yeah that's what happens and and i think there might be something in that theory Possible. the best theory i've heard about this is since the really the dawn of the shipping age it's one of the most heavily trafficked yeah. channels in the world. Right. So naturally, right. where the traffic is is where the accidents are. Now that doesn't account for this flight 19, of course. So flight 19 has always been yeah. because something something always associated with the Bermuda Triangle yeah. is some type of weird magnetic distru- or, uh, disturbance, okay? okay? And the pilot, the lead pilot on flight 19, you know, as the radio transcripts clearly state, he didn't know where he is. Okay, he doesn't, and it plays into that magnetic disturbance. Oh, okay. And you know, at one point they think they're flying the wrong way. You know, all they have to do is turn and get back to the coast of Florida, mm-hmm. and they turn outboard. You know, off into the Atlantic, and eventually get to the point where, of course, they run out of gas. Yeah. You know, but they they're out of radio contact at that point. Well, I like to attribute it to the most likely cause. Human error. It is human error. Right. I I yeah. firmly believe it's human error. Just it as I firmly is. believe Amelia Earhart is human error. Yeah. It's what is it? Occam's razor or art? Yeah, yeah Occam's razor. The, yeah. the, the simplest, simplest solution. Yeah. Is, yeah, and the simplest solution is there was a problem with the with the you know yeah. basic telemetry, and the pilots, and especially the lead pilot they screwed up. Obviously. Made some miscalculations or had some degree of panic set in. What well, happens on this show? So it could certainly
1: happen. Nah, we don't panic sometimes. There's and no. We panic. talk about. We talk about unions
0: and things. Well, I oh, oh, I to okay. Well, you're anx- gonna panic later. I have anxiety. You're effects. gonna panic later, yeah, Armand. Yeah, you are. In 1952, the Great Smog of London. Yeah. So what happens for a Great Smog is a cold fog comes in. Yep. Okay. Mix that with air pollution from chimneys burning coal to keep houses warm. And when a cold fog comes in and just sits on right. the city, um the health, the air quality goes to hell yeah. immediately. Now I'd referenced this to you earlier because a show I was watching on Netflix called The Crown details that the political hit that Winston Churchill took during this exact great fog of nineteen fifty two. That began on December the fifth, mm-hmm. and twelve thousand lives uh, are are lost. That's the estimate. You know, it's hard
1: to tell. I mean, but a lot of lives are lost. Sure, but the question of I always say to people, and this is obviously you want to want to have good husbandry of your environment, etc. But how many people would be lost if you're not burning this coal and keeping people warm? You know, I, so. Anyway, and, and you know what's interesting is also when that fog burns off, it's got sulfur dioxide in it. Yeah. And what's left, it turns into sulfuric acid. Yeah. So you got acid rain. You got
0: acid rain. Yeah. yeah, had an early form of acid rain. In 1978, <laughs> I like this one, the Soviet Union signs a friendship treaty with... Afghanistan, well, sure, that, and I think that's going to work out fine. Yeah, that, that, that worked out well for they're, them. They're natural allies. Uh, in 2004, a civil the civil partnership act came into effect in the United Kingdom, and the first civil partnership was registered there. I assume that's between men. Is that is that what I don't know what that is? It Could it be, be civil you know, partnership. Yeah, what, civil, what does that mean? Civil partnership. You that's, and I could be a civil partnership. Okay. You don't have to, you don't, I mean, you do, you need not declare romantic entanglement. Right. Well, that's, well, that's why I always, you know, when
1: I say I'm not a fan of, say, gay marriage, but this is fine because marriage to me implies something religious. And that's It smart. can, but it should it, have all the legal it,
0: Have you ever been married status? No. At the end of the day, it's a contract between two yeah. people. okay. Well, that's that, what this is. That's and what that's this, what this like. is. Great. Yeah. Fine. It's good. Okay. In 2014, the first test flight of NASA's Orion spacecraft launches successfully, hopefully in the future. I think that's going to be about as successful as that Soviet-Afghanistan oh, alliance. I, was, I, think I, of, I think really, we really
1: scotched it, haven't we? I had big hopes for Orion. I yeah. did. Listen, I think that I'm looking forward to the, the uh, James Webb telescope. I think that's going to revolutionize, you know. Why go there if you can see there, right? Well, yeah, we're never going to get where we can see. But at least, yeah, it's going to shed a lot more light than these, you know, around. I don't know. I, mean, I We should have some sort of vehicle to get us at least up into,
0: you know. Space? What, a, a payload booster? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Past, do you want to go it, to the Mars? The line? At the end mm-hmm. of the day, do you want to go to Mars? No. No. You don't want to go? I don't want to go, like to, go to Mars. I'd like to see us get there, but I don't want to go. No, I don't I'd mean like to you personally, yeah. on. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, do you want to see humankind reach Mars? Of course, yeah. Would you like that? to reach Jupiter and the moons sure. of Saturn? Yeah. yeah. Would you like to step out of the solar system? <laughs> well, of course. Okay. Is okay. it possible? I don't know. How well, much is it going to cost?
1: There's always cost benefit on this show. Well, there is. There's always opportunity cost. That's correct. If
0: it's a ham sandwich or a to make trip an to economist Mars. Out of you yet? Yeah. Oh, I am an economist. Don't okay. worry. All right. Big topics for the day. I only have three, in, in terms of how they affected, okay, or are affecting right. our lives today. I go back to 1933, because on this date, in 1933, December the 5th, Utah, Utah. Mm-hmm. I repeat. Yes. Became the beehive thir- state. Became the 36th state to ratify the 21st Amendment. Now, the reason that it, you needed 36 states in 1933 was there were only 48 states. 48 states, states correct. That's and 75%. that was the 75% mark. Yep. And the ratification that they were uh, approving was the amendment that repeals yep. prohibition. And we are all the better for it today. Well,
1: so is FDR. That's why he was so popular, in my opinion. Yeah, he really him, didn't do shit for the economy. He
0: gave them booze. Are you right? kidding? He did great Ho- for Ho- St. Louis.
1: Hoover was against it, by the way, and that didn't help him. But
0: I think he was already dead anyway, dead in the water. You know, the Budweiser Clydesdales were presented as a gift for the repeal of prohibition. That's why. Th- that's what gift they were to who? They were. That, they sent them to the White House. Oh, that, that was the deal. Now, I mean, it wasn't a gift, but they 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 brought the beer in. I have a gift for Franklin Roosevelt. Okay, it comes out of the club. Now that sales. is one of the great marketing stunts <laughs> of all time. Well,
1: I don't I don't know if it was necessary at that point. Everybody's so starved for a good brew, I, I think. But
0: anyway, but look at what the repeal. I mean, look at how even it ended Brian, the, it our, ended our engineer, it ended the, the gangster era. Yeah, well, right. I, well, that question that it should be that should be asked
1: is. How stupid can you be to you know have prohibition in the first have place? you ever There's watched board, temperance
0: ever watched boardwalk empire on HBO uh, one or two scenes remember the opening scene where see that one. nucky is is talking to his board in jersey and he says thank you you stupid bastards yeah. for
1: well it was, a, it was a big temperance movement in this country now where it came from i don't so know it came from women you know, Carrie nation how it you know but she'd been around a while i don't know it was, i think world war 1 had a lot to I do with it those teetotalers man they said we were paying a tremendous price for our sins you know world war 1 I. I don't know but yeah not not a but you know me and drugs
0: i say legalize it all we're well, still fighting a stupid war, but the prohibitions from this era yeah. still exist to this day. This is why I think this is a big one. It was a repeal of alcohol, yeah, and not just beer. I mean, we mean alcohol, right? Okay? Of course. um So it ends bootlegging. It ends the gangster era effectively. Yeah. Okay. But they 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 stopped there, Armand. They didn't go much further. You know, marijuana. Well, that was later, though. I mean, I, I, but, I, I, but but classified know. as yeah. Something that it's really not, other you know, other drugs that that you I, know, thirty I, years prior, you could go into a drugstore and get cocaine. Well, sure, it was in Coca Cola, of course. Right. You know, yeah. heroin. Thirty years later, made it's heroin banned, still banned to this day. Yeah, it's ridiculous,
1: but there you have it. But that's big business too. You know, big prison, big law enforcement. You know, a lot of people getting rich off this drug war. Yeah,
0: yeah, good money in the drug war. Good money there. There you go. Crony capitalism again. Okay, next big topic. 1936, Soviet Union adopts a constitution. Uh, Help me with this. Kyrgyz? Kyrgyz, yeah. Say that again. Kyrgyz. Kyrgyz. Soviet social. I don't know. This is a big one? Well, the Soviet Socialist Republic is established as a full union. So now all... Well, when, when all was, yeah, all the Soviet states are now united. Yeah. So, so Kazakhstan can basically kill anybody. Ukraine, yeah. Georgia, Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia. I think there were 19 of them. I think. Uh Belarus, Armenia, don't Ar- forget. Come on now. Now Armenia was in. And, yeah. Yes, and you have Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan Kazakhstan, Estonia, Turkmenistan, Latvia, Lithuania the Baltic states, of course. Uzbekistan? Them. Was that one as well? Yeah. Yeah. So you had all the states now unified. Yeah. I think I think that's a big event mm, okay. because the resources that Mother Russia got out of those territories all right. were big. I'll, t- I'll take were a great big. smog over that were one. We're big. All right. We're halfway through the show, so all let's right. do some Well, I have, I
1: have a couple. You Since do. we're bringing England in, I Henry Campbell Bannerman, one of my favorite prime ministers— ascends on this date, 1905. Henry Campbell Bannerman. Bannerman. Yeah. One of your favorite people. This, this was the era of the fat politician, I think, because, you know, well, you know Taft was Taft. obviously... He, was a, he had some girth. Well, listen, Henry Campbell Bannerman, he didn't have much on Henry Campbell Bannerman. And I'll go even further than that. He didn't have much on Henry's wife, who was just as big as he <laughs> oh. was. Yeah. They, they were combined, like, 30 stone. And you know how much a stone is. Uh, stone's 14 pounds? Right. Well, okay. so add it up. Well, they were more than that because yeah, he was he oh, was way more than that. Yeah, yeah, he was twenty. No, he was twenty stone, and I think she was about eighteen. So, if you, if you drop two stone, you're doing well. Yeah. So anyway, but he here's the thing about him,
0: he had a. Uh, but you make it sound like you have a list that you have in your office somewhere of your favorite PMs. It, well, yeah, I do. Not, well,
1: not not a list, but I mean, when I read, I I, I like again, trivia about these people. And where I, do you I rank Disraeli? Could, Disraeli? Yeah. He's near the top. Yeah, I like of okay. course. And know, Chamber- Chamberlain is near the bottom. No, I don't think Chamber. I think Chamberlain is well. We I'd love to go over him, and, and you know maybe the you'll Pearl get Harbor your chance. And, yeah, you'll get your chance, smart guy. I don't have a big problem with Chamberlain because what he did, basically, he was compelled to do. He had no choice. It really was. I mean, you had Daladier, and you had the French, the Italians. Nobody wanted war with Germany. They were all the same. So anyway, that mm. we'll go to Munich, pack some other tests to Dayton, land and all that. But Henry Campbell Bannerman, now this, since you bring that up, he had a foreign secretary named Edward Edward Grey. Now this guy was a real jerk. He actually, have you heard of the Entente Cordiale? No, I've not. Okay, it's it's basically what's what we have to blame for World War One. It was, it was kind of a tacit agreement between England and France that if Germany attacked France. England would send a hundred thousand troops. Well, Campbell Bannerman didn't even know anything about this.
0: Oh boy, that yeah. could be a problem. His foreign
1: secretary negotiated all this, without I'm telling him now. Then when he did tell him, he covered up because he knew the cabinet wouldn't go for it. Not good. Yeah. So now you've got you're sowing the seeds for the First World War yeah. right here. Yeah. Because this guy was kind of a pussy. You know, we Chamberlain you brought up, but this guy was just as bad. Okay. That's the foreign so secretary. Could have scotched that, right? Edward Grey. He was. Yeah. He's the real villain of all this. But Campbell Bannerman was spineless. And he didn't help any. So anyway, and again, here again, he wanted free school meals, workman's compensation, another socialist. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he was fat, but he was stupid. Okay. Oh, and, and I love his last words. Get this. This is not the end for me. Yeah. And then he died. And
0: then he died. Yeah. Famous mm-hmm. last. Maybe. Voice. All right. Birthdays or you got another? Uh, well,
1: I do you want to do the one we were talking about, the Hollywood, our, our Hollywood moment? The, the, sh- the movie we're talking about?
0: Yes, I do, actually. Uh, we'll after, come to it after the birthdays. Birth- okay. Yes, yes, well, yes. I'm yes. letting you pick the order. Yes, birthdays we usually do. Halfway point of the okay. show. We're about 23 minutes in. Here you, you go. want to do your plugs first? 1780- 1780. When I get to some good books, I ah, will. Okay. 1782, uh, Martin Van Buren, the eighth president of right. the United States. He is born and in 1839- uh, well, 1839. Oh, you're a Van Buren fan. Well, I want to bring up a couple oh, things. Good. First okay. of all, you do know that... He's from Kinderhook, New York. I have heard that. Yes, okay. I don't And that's where we get a famous, well, I probably the most on on Kinderhooks? No, 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 on Tenderhooks.
1: Okay. That's where it comes from. No, they, okay, they, they, okay. Explain this one. They called him Old Kinderhook. Old Kinderhook. And they shortened it to OK. And OK. That's the origin of OK, which is probably used by just about every Russian people I know use that. don't speak in English
0: as a affirmation that yeah. this is fine. That's where it's from. Old Kinderhook.
1: Old Kinderhook. So I thought that was interesting. Is the root of OK. Yeah. That's where it is. That now you blew my mind. That's fascinating. I thought you knew that. Yeah. That's that's where uh-uh. it's from. He uh, he ran for president on his own. He was uh, he, he was uh, Jackson's. Actually, we were talking the other day about the Crawford, the 1824, the corrupt bargain. Yeah, the John Quincy Adams election. Crawford was one of uh, the—he supported Crawford in that election. But he switched over, and uh, he and Jackson got along pretty well. So Jackson made him vice president. Now, there was something called the Eaton Affair. Um, Jackson's uh, secretary of war, I believe. uh, James Eaton, I believe his name was—or John Henry Eaton. His wife was a rather shady character, okay? And he was in the cabinet, uh, secretary of war. And none of the other wives and here, here again, we've discussed cattiness down through history. None of the other wives of the cabinet members would associate with her. They ostracized, mm. proscribed, if I guess Cicero would say. Okay. Kickero. And uh, Jackson didn't like that, you know, and he was very good friends with Eaton. Uh, fortunately for him, so he created what they, we've heard of, the kitchen cabinet. Yes. That's why he created it. He kind of shunned these guys and made his own little shadow cabinet, is what they call it in England. Yeah. And Although he did retain old Kinderhook because they were good friends because he supported Eaton, so the good news for him was after Jackson served his two terms, he was uh, you know the vice president and he got to be president. Well, he he was he was nominated and he won and he won. Now, can you name the next vice president to be elected immediately after serving as vice president? Because you had to go a ways. Well, my
0: answer is Andrew Johnson, but I don't think that's the way you're no, phrasing have, the question. No,
1: after being elected, not not you know, rising, but he, after an assassination. He he, he rose
0: and then was no, elected. No, he has to be elected on his own. Well, so that so that doesn't apply At, to Truman after either. serving,
1: right. Okay. Yeah, you still got to go. Oh, uh, I got to go George Bush. That's it. George H.W. Bush. So it's been wow. a, long, it was a long time between. Yeah, it's 140 years. Yeah, now Nixon made it, but he had to wait. You know, he six, had to wait an eight-year right, eight eight interval. Yeah. Right. so that didn't count. Truman okay. did not count because the president. Yeah, died. he ascended by death. Right. But anyway, old Kinderhook. He was not a bad guy. He ran again uh, in 1848
0: on the no nothing party. No nothing party. Yeah. Okay. Uh 1839. He, he lost. us <laughs> just. Well, and this guy this this straight. guy coming up too, Armon, he lost as yeah. well. George Armstrong Custer is born. Yeah, I 1839. Didn't really want to mention too much about him because he's so
1: I don't maybe we do a show with, you know, but
0: we all know what happened to him. Yeah, there are two great books. Yeah, that's what I about Custer out there. Uh, they're both fairly recent. Let me try to get you the names. That's and a I, good idea. I read one of them just uh just terrific and the the name i had it on the tip of my tongue folks and it's just eluding me the only survivor apparently of the uh, battle of bighorn little bighorn
1: was comanche the, the although i'm not sure i've read other trivia books say that's not true but that's
0: the tri- the trivia question is usually who was the only survivor and it's comanche yeah okay so the book i read that i enjoyed immensely there's two good ones i'm going to recommend uh, it's called a terrible glory. It's by James Donovan. It's Custer and the and the little bighorn, the the last great battle, of American West. Right, great read. Another one by a, a very good uh, author is is and he's a very popular author right now, Nathaniel Philbrick. First came to f- fame pr- probably for the Mayflower book. Okay. Okay. And his book on, on Custer is called The Last Stand. Oh,
1: that's a good. That's and that,
0: that's they're both there. Great. You can get them on Amazon.com, which sponsors this show. Just go to thisdayinhistorypodcast.com, click on the Amazon banner, and you can get hard copies of these books, The Terrible Glory or The Last Stand, or go to Audiobook. It's a good idea, okay? too. Go to audible.com, get an audio version of this book. And if you'd like a free download and a free trial, audibletrial.com slash podcast and search for a terrible glory and search for uh, Nathaniel Philbrick's The Last Stand. You know what I would do? Two good reads. I'd get one on Audible and listen to to it and read the
1: other one while I'm listening to it. Well, you you can do that. That's right. Can
0: you write with both your hands at the same time? No,
1: but you know what president could write in Greek with one hand and Latin in the other? That's why other? I asked you this. James Garfield. James Garfield. Didn't okay. help him any though. He shot him. Of course the doctors yeah. killed him. We'll get to that someday. But uh yeah. Oh and wasn't it true that his his brother died too, Custer's di- and didn't he have like two didn't he win two medals of honor or something? Guy no. was guy was a big time war hero.
0: Custer Tom Tom Custer? Well they were No, the, the brother. Yeah. They were Civil War heroes. Yeah, but I mean he was he was brevet general and all that. Mm-hmm. But the the brother, I think, won two. Okay. I'll take your word on it. I'll have yeah. to look that up. All right. Also born on this date. Now, this one does. This one we can move into the category of how it affects our lives today.
1: Okay. Walt Disney's
0: born oh, okay. on this Skip date. the one I want to discuss. We'll okay. come back All to right. Fritz Lang. But Walt Disney is born sure. on this date in 1901. Still holds a
1: record for the most uh, Academy Awards won. By the way, if, any, if you ever get that trivia well, question, just change the way entertainment is done yeah. in this country. I don't know if you want to buy the stock though; it's not doing well. well don't worry about the stock. That's yeah, ESPN; you are getting killed.
0: Well, they're losing; to, they lost exactly. five hundred right. and fifty thousand subscribers. Disney, uh, of course, for November. You yeah. but this new <laughs> Star Wars, maybe. Well, that's what that's. They're going back to where their bread's buttered. Pure yeah. family entertainment. Okay, well, then maybe it's a speculation. Go ahead yeah. and buy it. And and theme parks. Buy January options and theme parks. I know somebody who's working on the Star Wars theme park. Oh yeah, it's kind of wow. Cool. Where's that going to be? Uh, it'll be in Orlando. Of course. Then they'll have another one in California. But yeah. Okay. Now we got another. Uh, now third this party is,
1: loser here. Yeah. Uh, nineteen. What? If we're getting to the one, I think we are. Eighteen ninety or nineteen oh two. Nineteen oh
0: two. Nineteen oh two. Strom Thurmond is born.
1: Yeah. You know how old he was when he had his last or his
0: wife had his last kid? Oh, he was seventy. Seventy. Seventy four, I believe. Yeah. You know, he married. How old was he when he f- had one of his first kids that he never knew about or disclaimed? Well, he,
1: he had a, you know, yeah, biracial, yeah. child through a, a black woman, obviously, you know, which is interesting because he invaded quite a bit about the Civil Rights Act, and he was, you know, most people would say he was a racist, but uh, most people would say he's a bigot. Dixie, Dixiecrat, uh, Dixiecrat Party, nineteen forty-eight. Hmm. Uh, he. Uh, he, I think he was sixty-six, married a twenty-two-year-old, and then he was like, or was it? How'd it go? Sixty-two and married a twenty-two. Anyway, then he was sixty-six and married a twenty-eight-year-old. anyway, hundred years old. He was still in the Senate. And how? Come on, he was in the Senate,
0: hundred years old. You, you gotta limit it, right? Come on. Oh, I know we're both for that. No, no, Term limits. No, not just a term limit. You can't be 90 and be in the Senate. Age limits. Now, that's ageism, though, isn't it? It is. They said he was still pretty sharp. Okay. Well, then we'll give him a a test every day and make sure he's still all there. Okay. Uh, At 90, I got questions. I'm not letting my grandmother go anywhere near the U.S. Senate at that age. Not if she's 22, man. No, not if she's 92. strong. Strong with Stroker. Okay. 1906, Otto Preminger. The Austrian, yeah. well, the Austrian director and producer. We got a couple of uh, Teutonic yeah, directors, we do. and me. we have another one. He was in Otto eight. Preminger, by the way. I, I
1: had a couple things. He was a real asshole to work for. I mean, he was your, he was your typical the guy. You know, when you imagine the the quintessential guy with the knickers and the and the riding crop and the monocle and, and all the big that. And the big yeah. horn thing. Right, that's him. That's Otto Preminger, Eric von Straheim. He's yeah. from that. Yeah. But boy, the actors hated. Him. He used to bully people. In fact, when he was shooting Joan of Arc with uh, Gene Sebring, who's an interesting character character that we'll have to discuss sometime. You know, they got all the wood there and they're starting the fire and she was actually choking on the smoke and he and they wouldn't let everybody's panicking
0: cuz she's going to die and he's keep filming. I guess he said a German. Damn. Yeah, yeah. We're really willing the burner at the stick. Well, that's character acting. And that's the method act.
1: Here's your trivia question. What villain was he on Batman? A villain also played by George Sanders, by the way. The Penguin? No, no, that, that's Burgess Meredith. Mr. Freeze. Oh, oh wow!
0: Yeah, okay, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Yeah,
1: and he had a son by Gypsy Rose Lee. So you know, hey, he's my kind of guy. Well, yeah, and uh, he speaking okay. of biracial, he he did uh, Carmen Jones, which was all black. You know, there's was Porgy and Bess, uh, Carmen, but with an all black. Cast. Yeah, he did the Porgy and Bess. He, well, I think it was Carmen Jones. Maybe I'm not wrong. Was it, called? I think it Was Carmen. It called Carmen Jones? Ah, gotcha, Carmen. Okay.
0: But you know, with with uh, African Americans, sort of like what Orson Welles did with, uh, um. His theater in Harlem for yeah, Hamlet yeah. Right. or for, for Shakespeare. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And Porgy and Best, of course, is an all, all black cast. That's, mm-hmm. in this, that's stipulated. Uh, anyway, he
0: uh, had an affair with Dorothy Dandridge. So, not bad. Uh, yeah, not right. He's all right. She's all right. Uh, the other Austrian born on this date, oh, 1890, Fritz Lang. Yeah. I would highly recommend. Everybody's got to see this restored metropolis. Uh,
1: interesting. Th- this guy, this movie. By, by inflation adjusted, probably over $200 million it cost. Now, you're talking about Germany in yes. 1927. Yes. There wasn't a whole hell of a lot of money around. No, know? they'd
0: just been through a, a horrible uh, re- depression. Right. It was horrible. They had hyperinflation. hyperinflation yeah, yeah. yeah. Had
1: Three trillion marks to buy you know, a peanut butter sandwich. Exactly. And uh, and he almost brought Uf- UFA, who was the German film industry, to its knees. But they didn't know what to do because they couldn't really stop him because they were midway through this, and he kept doing all these takes, and he was real tough on, you don't want to be an extra in that movie because you know, some of them almost drowned. The water was com- really cold. Uh, some people caught fire. Same thing, you know. Uh, they were, and they, he had explosions. He had people flying around on harnesses. Oh. So that Where was, was, was the one. Union? Oh, never mind. But a couple of the, Here's Germany. a couple of trivia questions on tri- Fritz Lang. Do you know that it, the countdown, speaking of space exploration, it was originated by Fritz Lang in his movie, Woman in the Moon. That's why we have a countdown. That's where we started the countdown, yeah. Instead of going one, whatever, counting to takeoff, yeah. he thought it'd be more dramatic to have five, four, three. Fritz Lang. Wow. Yeah, that's a trivia question. That's fantastic. Yeah, and the, and the movie M with Peter Lorre, okay. where he's a child killer, first voiceover. That's hard to imagine, Peter Lorre. First voiceover, where you know somebody's... You know, by voiceover, talking about somebody, that, you know, disconnected body yeah. actually giving us some narration yeah. over the soundtrack. Okay, that was revolutionary. So there's a couple of them. What time? What, what year did he come to the United States? He came in thirty in 1933, I believe, because Goebbels was going to make him head of the of the fi- of the film even though he's Jewish, because Hitler loved Metropolis. And he was going to give him a pass. Goebbels brought him in, and said, "Hey, how would you like to be in charge of the German film industry?" He said, and who, yeah. who got it instead? Reef installed? Yeah, Lenny Reef installed. He said sure. And then he got on a train and
0: left for Paris. <laughs> he said sure. Yeah, real I'll quick. take the job and then, yeah, yeah. then skedaddled. Yeah, out he oh, went. Oh, I yep. love it. Out he went. Yeah, he wasn't stupid. And for Goebbels to have to agree to this? I guess. Yeah, I well, didn't get that out That could you know. not have sat well. Yeah. It, it anyway, certainly Lenny wasn't. Reef style got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh one more, nineteen sixty eight. Lisa Marie.
1: Okay. Interesting addition. Yeah, Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, I assume that. Yeah,
0: she's okay. born. Eh, good for her. Elvis. She's still nice. Elvis is one and only. God, she's almost 50, huh? Claimed. Yeah. Now, if you were really a descendant of Elvis, you know, like mm-hmm. your mom had a backstage, you know, tryst. And yeah. You're the result. What, is there some question about well, her? There, no, there's got to be. Look, we have DNA testing for every yeah, rock star, film star walking around there. Yeah. It's real easy now. Not not only not, First of all, not only would you look like Elvis, because even Lisa Marie looks like her dad, mm-hmm. you can find out. Yeah, well, these days. And they sure. said Bill Wyman from the Rolling Stones, he could possibly have like 100 kids. Oh, like King Solomon, huh? Yes. Yeah, right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I doubt
0: it. Well, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, oh, those you guys. you think, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come when, on. When they weren't
1: putting themselves in women, they were using fish. Some
0: interesting now that's it's uh, <laughs> 1955 let's go back to our big topics oh, for the day say, here's one days. that we end here's one that we uh i like i already know armand's reaction I don't, I don't, I don't, okay we'll go see. ahead give him the give we'll them. see the american federation of labor and the congress of industrial organizations well they decided to merge and that merger forms your afl cio right who was it who was in charge of that or was that uh who would that have been AFL CIO at yeah. the time. Oh, I'd have to look that up. Damn, who, I should know that. Anyway, I I'm, thought I think the AFL CIO, and my dad was a union guy yeah. in a plant, and he was a rep, and he and they needed the chemical plant, so they right. needed I, safety. Agreed. I'm, they not needed anti, all this. I'm not
1: anti. I'm not anti labor. I'm not anti unions. Here's the problem with me. There's a big difference between your dad working with his buddies and being a union rep, and he's on the line with them, and he's one of them. And he's fighting for, you know, all these guys and what it morphed into, which is these labor guys, these union guys, these, these union bosses who never worked a day in their life on the line, have no idea who their constituents are. And they're making all these deals and they're basically just basically, you know, coddled politicians getting all the getting all the go the goes, you know, and the kickbacks. And the, and the guys are getting screwed. And that's why labor labor participation in unions is down to
0: probably the lowest it's it's been ever. Like labor particip- participation, even in the past couple of years in the United States, is down 2%. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm going to say, isn't it 6%? I wanted it's to say. no, only 2%?
1: I want, no, no, no. no yeah. Down 2%. Right. I think it's like 6%. Of but I, th- I
0: I thought the number was 8
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's down from eight to like six, which is two percent.
0: All right, All but right. that's what I'm saying. That would match up. Our people are disillusioned with this. You know, it's not what it started. As. Well, look, it was a result of the election, the presidential election. You saw that disillusionment with the amount of working class vote. I don't. If you'd have told people, I don't know what uh,
1: percentage Trump got, but I think it's over half of union members. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it was some outrageous number they never even
0: approached. Right. So nope. There you go. They weren't no, happy. Mean, and, and, and as, again, my father is a union rep in yeah. the 1970s. Um, but he was a worker, right? I mean, he worked. Oh, he was safety for the chemicals. Yeah, uh, well, different. let me put it. Maintenance and safety. Okay. Okay. So, you know, hours, overtime, mm-hmm. conditions. Yeah. But he was uh, right there fighting the battles in the. he was in the trenches with his
1: boys. Oh yeah, well, that's he, what I'm saying. Yeah, he was. I mean, Th- that's not like a Trumpka. You think that guy's ever worked with the people he represents? I don't think guys ever served a cup of coffee in his life to anybody. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So they they they're now they get in the good old boy network,
0: and what are they? You know, it's not a labor. I mean, anyway, any, it's not it, a labor union. But anytime anymore. anything becomes organized, and and you well, you go for leadership that know. that doesn't come from the trenches. Yeah, you, you get to a problem that's the problem the problem with government too yeah okay it works this yeah, way in religion works this way in politics works anything okay so you admit I'm brilliant no I didn't admit oh, that oh damn it all but right. uh, right. well there's plenty of but I think the AFL CIO, I think the AFL had, I don't know why they merged first of all well, what was that all about can you tell me why probably. I got
1: they're all doing fine on
0: their <laughs> own probably pulled <laughs> pooled resources okay would be one um, you know A bigger collaborative clout. Collective bargaining was still a big issue at this time.
1: Well, I think what the National Labor Relations Act and uh, Taft-Hartley and all that, that was 48, I
0: believe. Mm -hmm. That was Truman. Yeah, and this is 55. So only seven years later, Okay, you know, but, you know, for the the right for labor to collectively bargain and to have a support network behind them with their collective bargaining, I think it's huge. Okay. and to me, I'm sure they exercise great power. Uh, how about
1: uh, oh, well, these aren't the big ones, but we wanted to mention. I think uh, back of the 2008 on this date. Yes, one of our favorites on this show, or should be. Yes, the juice. OJ was yeah, sentenced, sentenced. thirty three years. He got uh, breaking and into a room. Now, I don't know what he was thinking, breaking into a room at the Palace Station in Vegas, yep. stealing a bunch of memorabilia, memorabilia. Which he claimed belonged to him at gunpoint. At gunpoint, running these guys off, and I don't know what, I, but anyway, got nailed it for kidnapping, <sighs> criminal conspiracy, assault, uh, deadly weapon, you name it, robbery. Thirty three years. He's up for parole next year.
0: Really? That's what oh, it says. Oh, the juice can be loose again. Twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. There, you, know, you know, he was supposed to be the Terminator, but they thought he was too nice a guy. He, he was too nice yeah. a guy. There's no doubt about it. You
0: know, well, you know, I mean,
1: there may be debate on that one. The uh, okay, anyone do the 1925? Since
0: we're doing our Hollywood. Yes, I do. Thing on Hollywood? Yes, I do. This one. This you one go is ahead. again for entertainment purposes. The uh, man, now I just drew a blank in 19. We talked about the other day. Uh, the the first film, robbery, yeah. The Great Train Robbery. Right. Okay. And how that revolutionizes entertainment in America, yeah. coupled with just 10 years later, the introduction of Ford's assembly line and an eight hour work day. And now there's leisure time to actually go see these pictures, yada, yada, yada. And now you've got entertainment becoming an industry. Yeah. You were telling me in 1925, entertainment takes its next big leap. In terms of you know 1903, that's a silent movie. You got a guy playing a Woolitzer in a in a yeah in a in a theater right. But he's playing accompaniment yeah. to a picture right. It's not a soundtrack, correct. Well, this one you know
1: what wasn't as revolutionary as that, but it did have some techniques that and mainly the the Odessa Steps sequence, which any real film fan knows what I'm talking about yep. now. Battleship Potemkin, Sergei Eisenstein, actually Charlie Chaplin's favorite movie, and I believe uh, Orson Welles' favorite movie, too. How they many extras
0: it. do you really think were used in that film? I'm not sure, but... Uh, Is it plausible that he had 10,000-plus people in some of those scenes? I don't know. I, I don't so. I don't know. Uh, he had a lot of space Believe to fill me, there up. were more extras in Metropolis. More in oh, met- yeah. Metropolis? Oh, okay. yeah. Like,
1: I, I think I have the figure. I think there were 5,000 or 10,000. Uh, they had... Um, well, they had 500 malnourished kids. That wasn't too hard to find in
0: Germany. No, that, you could probably do that. Okay, yeah. I don't know how many. Man, he had a... I mean, but the scene... Am I, if I'm, am I thinking of the right Eisenstein film, or am I thinking of Alexander uh, Nevsky? Nevsky.
1: Oh, oh, no, that was different. Yeah, he had the whole Russian army for that one. Okay, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. But that comes later. Right, this is Potemkin, right. Battleship yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is this battleship. I mean, probably a few hundred. You okay. know, but the main thing, you know, the lady getting her sh- shot in the glasses, the kid. The the, the most iconic, I guess, uh, shot is the kid in the baby crib. Yeah, baby carriage yep. rolling down the steps, which was repeated by Brian De Palma. Everybody it? repeats yeah, it. Yeah, so it had the bouncing the bouncing pram right. down
0: the yeah. That's right down the steps. Yeah, so that was the Odessa steps. No, and you can see the influence on that everybody that, that it had on everyone. Wells Wells used some of the technique right into Citizen yeah. Kane. So.
1: It was banned in France and England because they thought it was spread communism. Mm -hmm. So, pretty stirring stuff. There you have it. Oh, and I got one more that I added because just because two dates in a row, if you can believe this, forty-seven and forty-eight, not good days for Jersey Joe Walcott. It's not a good date for him. First, he gets his ass kicked by Joe Lewis. He loses. It's
0: understandable. Yeah, the Brown Bomber in forty-seven. His real name, not Joe Lewis. Uh, Jersey Joe. Jersey Joe. No, Theo Walcott. Arnold, Arnold Cream. Good thing he chose Jersey I've Joe. I've actually had that
1: in a trivia contest before. Arnold Cream, yeah, who was he? Better known as. And uh, then in 1948, he loses to Ezra Charles again. Trying so on his, I think it was his fifth try, he beat Charles and got to be world heavyweight champion. <laughs> and he was 37, who was the oldest until the man with the uh, griddle came along. Oh, Foreman, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He held that for a long time, being the oldest heavyweight champion. Dang. Then Marciano beat him twice. There he, you go. Again. He knocked Marciano down.
0: He knocked first him down, time.
1: but he didn't win. Right. 49-0. Um, the only man to go 15 rounds with Marciano.
0: Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Well, Ezra he, Charles. Ezra Charles. Okay. Yeah, Ezra Charles. All right. We wrap up this show as we do each and every week with who died. We got some uh, notable deaths yeah, got today. a couple of good ones I like. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. Uh, first of all, 1791. Well, this is a big one. Oh, this is a huge one. Uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart passes away, and he is only... Thirty-five yeah. years old. Well, we could talk for days about him.
1: You know, I mean, obviously he's... Did
0: you like the Milos Forman film? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, In yeah, fact, did. I, I just
1: saw the the like director's cut. Mm-hmm. That's about 15, 20 minutes of extra scenes. No, no kidding. Really good. Yeah, I always like that one. Out. I always loved that film. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing is, how did he die? That's yes. that's the question. Now. Uh, um, uh, apparently the uh, the official one he wasn't killed by Salieri. That's right? good, dra- good he, drama. though. Yeah, but in, and and Rimsky korskov actually wrote an opera. That's what started all that. It wasn't you know, that Salieri that, yeah, was his uh, Peter Schaffer's play. Um, was it Peter? Schaffer? I think Schaffer. Yeah. He in fact he just died the last uh, within the last year. Oh, huh. the you know the guy who wrote the play Amadeus. See, I know I know Salieri as F Murray Abram Yeah, from. From, from the Oscar, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they thought it was uh, miliary fever, which nobody knows what that is. I looked it up. I don't know what it is. And he had a lot of swelling in his legs and hands. He blew up. Uh, they think he might have been poisoned because uh, he didn't have rigor mortis, apparently. So, And that's, I guess, one of the common uh, manifestations of poisoning. Uh, some people think he might have uh, poisoned himself. Some people might have, uh, and then this new guy about 2008 came out and said it was probably trichinosis. He probably ate some pork with worms in it, larvae, oh. and that uh, that led to his death. Then, judging from the uh, symptoms, but you know, obviously he was he, he wasn't buried in a pauper's grave. In, in the time, it was like a second or th- what they would call a second or third class burial. Yeah. So they 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 throw like four guys together, maybe a couple kids, toss them in a sack, sew up the sack, throw it throw it in a ditch. And then uh, yeah, come back a few years later and reuse the place, the plot. So there's really no way you're going to find him. No, that's un-
0: interesting. 1926, Claude Monet dies. Uh, he had been blind or nearly yeah, blind. Yeah. Um, and a cataracts, they, I think they finally convinced him to have surgery. Yeah. It, yeah uh, back then, I, you know, you I got to tell you, I... I love impressionist work, yeah. and I've been lucky enough to see some of the big, big Monet exhibitions around the country. Did You see Art in, Institute Chicago Sunrise, yeah. Okay, that's the one. Uh, haystacks in Chicago, right? Which are perennially at the Art Institute. Water um, lilies, uh-huh. are, uh huh, and you know, the you bridge got those, you know? And, and, yeah, the bridge at Giverny copies. Um, there, there. I like the later ones where he was losing the sight. Oh, do you? I really, yeah, I do. Well, Manet hated him because they were always mistaking. Yeah, well, Manet, Monet, somebody should have changed their name. Yeah. Simple. 1951, shoeless Joe Jackson dies. Now, this is interesting. Why tragic? Why tragic, you said? Well, I mean, I don't know. They don't really know that he was really in on the, uh, you know, if he was really in on the. Okay, well, here's what people people will point to. They'll say, well, he batted 375 during the World Series. He couldn't have been throwing it. That's not the argument. The argument is, did, did he, he know? know it's going on? Right, right. Which, and even if, he, and if, even if he tanked it for one play or one at-bat,
1: you're done. Well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't actually play to his best, but he did know about it. Do you think that's grounds for forever banning him from playing baseball? Not it's being
0: close. Like, I don't know. I don't think so. It's close. They really had to protect the you gotta, you gotta, Yeah, but you got to tell on your friends. And, oh, no, but, you gonna... but, but it's the sanctity of a business. You That's the one, one. thing okay the one thing in sports, okay, the one thing, the customer has to believe what they're seeing is real. Well, I mean, yeah, but I they mean, do. It, it does not work. That's why the the leagues of today spend so much time on anti-gambling and anti you know all the measures to protect the sanctity oh, of well, the game. Speaking of that, since I, I forgot to I forgot to mention this,
1: and there's a good segue. We're talking about Jersey Joe Walcott. Yeah. After he retired from the ring, mm-hmm. he was remember. Remember the fight with uh, Sonny Liston and
0: Cassius Clay. Well, the the well, rumor is always that Liston dove. Well, guess who but, was but, who was the, guess who was a referee in that match? Was it Jersey Jersey Joe Walcott? Now Liston never. First of all, he never dove. He never came out of the corner for the next round. Yeah. he spit. He spit the mouthpiece. Right. That right. was it. But, I mean, that that's that screamed fix. The to a rum- lot of people. Uh, that's always been rumored that Liston who. And for full disclosure, we record the show just outside of St. Louis. Sonny Liston was a North St. Louis guy. Yeah. Yeah, He's
1: like one of seventeen characters. What he was was
0: what he was was an enforcer who also boxed because St. Louis had great boxing tradition. Yeah. And of course, he was he was a mean one. But 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 however it worked and the other implication is that you know the fight was rigged because certain party on the other side wanted it rigged. Because they knew what was going to happen next. Well, that's what
1: we're talking about in boxing. You know, that's that of all the sports. Yeah. You know, of course, Rothstein supposedly fixed the World Series. Anyway, it's a tragic story. I don't know if it's a – You know, the, the book, of course, if you want to read it, say or well, say it ain't so, right? Say yeah. it ain't so, Joe. And yeah. uh, whether well, that that's kind of supposed to be apocryphal too. I'm sure both of those books are available
0: at Audible.com Amazon and Audible. yeah. uh, Amazon.com. Worth reading. In 1998, Al Gore, Senior. <laughs> Passed away, and in 2010, Dandy Don Meredith. Yeah, I used to like him. I, I liked his, you know. uh Do you remember his uh, his closing the Monday Night Football? Well, I, I remember. Turn out the, the lights, lights. The party's, the party's over. over. Yeah, he was good. I liked him. I think he was. Was he the original? Calling the dogs, piss on the fire. Yeah, he was a good old guy. He's a good old boy. Uh, do you know the original
1: crew? Well, I think that's that's why right. it wasn't him, right? It was wasn't it? Uh, was it Jim McKay? No. Uh,
0: one season. One season for this guy. It was
1: the guy that did all the college games. Yes, uh, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. Yeah. And who else? Not just
0: him, right? Well, no, somebody? they had a three-man booth. Okay, I thought it was just two at the beginning. Uh, With him, Gifford? Um, well, Frank, Frank, no one's done
1: more Monday Night Football than I think there were only two the first season. Yeah, I know uh, Keith Jackson was one of them. Fumble. Whoa, Nelly.
0: Remember him? Mm-hmm. Is he? I guess he's still around, right? He didn't die, did he? The uh, yeah retired Cosell and Meredith both started. Oh wow, it was just the two of them. Yeah, in nineteen seventy. Oh mm-hmm. okay. Well, I'm mm-hmm. wrong. I thought it was Fred back. Williamson would come in later. Alex Karras would come in later. Yeah. Tarkenton would come in in seventy nine. OJ would be in eighty three. Rush Limbaugh Na- Namath did a year. Uh, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller did a year. Uh, Frank Gifford did a run of eleven years. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was Keith Jackson. Your your. Uh, he, he, Howard, and uh, Meredith. Oh, Perry. they were the original. There were three of them? Well, this is... Okay. I hate the way they I think I've this had that stuff. in a trivia
1: contest once, yeah. and I, I missed it. Yeah, Gifford, I Gifford's first
0: year was 71.
1: Okay, so he wasn't the first
0: season. Yeah, and the color commentators in the first season, 1970, were Cosell and Meredith. Cosell being a color <laughs> commentator. No, yeah, he was colorful. Okay, there you go. A color commentator. Okay. Never played a down of football, to my knowledge. Color I, commentator. No, I don't think so. Oh,
1: boy, we forgot the big birthday,
0: damn it. No, we didn't. We got it right oh, here. Nah, I told you. We got it right here. What? Well, I'll play a little. Who we got oh, here? That's his death day, though. Oh, no, bir- We're done deaths. It's the end of the show. I know, but we forgot the
1: birthday I wanted to get to. Come on. I love this. Take five.
0: Yeah. My favorite jazz piece. It's wonderful, and Dave Brubeck passed away on this date, December 5th, in 2012.
1: All right, while we're playing that, can you turn it down a little bit so I can give my birthday... Let me enjoy some Brubeck and some some odd meter, would you? Well, I'm uncertain that you'd like that.
0: Is that a good segue to who I'm going to bring up? Odd meter? Because I have some uncertainty about this Uh, I'm going to say it's a principle, then. And when we're talking about uncertainty and principles... 1901, the biggest... I think the biggest thing that happened today
1: on this date really Werner Heisenberg who we Werner have discussed
0: Heisenberg yes
1: worked at the pest house which of course I love these code names we had the Manhattan Project um The English had tube alloys. Yes. And the Germans had
0: the pest house. Yeah. It's like code names for brothels back in the day. That's a good way to keep people the hell out. There was a brothel in St. Louis, apparently called Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow or something. That's wonderful. That's a great name. And it was Babe Ruth's favorite place, as legend has it. I'm sure they had beer on tap. (laughs)
1: But, uh, yeah, so Werner Heisenberg. And, of course, we have kicked this one around. The German atom bomb project. Did he really? Did He, he claims that he sabotaged it and he? he wasn't doing his best. From what I've read and what, what I was reading just the other day, the farm hall transcripts after the war. Some light reading for you. Yeah, you know me. I love the, the farm reading. hall transcripts. Farm hall. Well, basically, after the war, they captured Heisenberg and some of these other Russia, uh, German physicists, took them to England, put them in this farm on this meadow somewhere, and let them talk it over. And uh, obviously had the place bugged. Talks
0: amongst yourself. Sure. We'll give you the topic. Nobody's listening. Don't Uh, worry.
1: Nuclear physics. Whatever. So, yeah, just, you know, nobody's listening. There's absolutely no bugs in this place. So that transcript, I'm reading the transcript, and it's interesting how Heisenberg, first of all, it was right when the Hiroshima bomb dropped. And he still didn't believe the atom bomb worked. He said it was all phony. It couldn't, be, it couldn't have been that. We weren't going to have an atom bomb till tw- for 20 years, is what he said, basically. Well, well, he so he, maybe it was just stupid. Uh, and, but the thing is, why did he use heavy water? Which is deuterium? Yes, you do know what deuterium is. Not really, okay. but I no, understand. A physics, I know the term heavy since we water. A few minutes. Yeah, yeah. It, water's H two O. Well, right. instead of hydrogen is one proton. Right. That's in the nucleus. Yes. Deuterium is a proton and a neutron. That's heavy water. And tritium is a proton and, and two
0: neutrons. And two neutrons. Hence yeah. tritium.
1: And so another name for hydrogen would be protium. They used called protium, which is one. one one one. Yes. Uh, most common element in the yes, universe, by far. Yes. Okay. So anyway, up in up in Norway, they're finding this heavy water, deuterium oxide. You know, deuterium, and basically what it does is the problem with the, the what you do is you take your uranium atom, U two thirty five, not two thirty eight. That's the big problem.
0: What about the uranium two thirty six p space modulator? Uh,
1: you don't use that. You use two thirty five. I don't mean, know. Is that is that science fiction? I've never heard of it. That's no, Marvin the Martian from Looney Tunes. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Is that his ray gun? Yeah. Okay. Good. He's f- good. Good character. So U two thirty five, which is like it's like ninety nine point nine nine percent is U two thirty eight. That's the problem. Getting this, that, it's not fissile. U two thirty five is. Uh. So that was the big process. What took years and years. They knew the bomb. They had the pretty much the the uh, method of getting the bomb to work. They knew the problem was getting all this U two thirty five.
0: This minute amount. Anyway, how much did it take for like the first? Um, Atomic critical bomb. mass, yeah. No, uh, let, let's just go to New Mexico in the first yeah. test explosion. Yeah. Okay, what what amount in terms of mass am I? Are you talking about to create that explosion? Well, that was plutonium. Okay, and
1: I, I I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but I know I know the critical mass for uranium. I believe is uh twenty kilograms, which is about fifty pounds, forty four pounds. Wow. Heisenberg thought it was going to be tons. Yeah. First of all, so here again, the guy was way off. He used the problem is. You take this piece of U two thirty five, you bombard it with neutrons. Mm-hmm. Okay, the neutrons split a uranium atom, yeah, releasing more neutrons. They split more neutro- more uranium atoms. There's your chain chain reaction. reaction. Correct. The problem is these neutrons are what they call fast neutrons. They're going at very fast speeds. It just fizzles if they're too fast. It nothing happens. You got to slow
0: them down. That so you're was are saying key. Okay, you're saying like this is a. Um when you get shot by a high caliber rifle and the bullet just passes cleanly through you, yeah, is this the same type of thing? You're
1: kind of, yeah. These things just don't have that. You want them to bounce around. You want, them, do, you, you want them to hit one atom and then be so slow they hit another atom, so they yeah, really create some right instead of yeah going right through and breaking just, and just zipping right through. Yeah, too fast. Leaving a nice clean too much little momentum. Little hole. Yeah, it okay. doesn't, doesn't help. All right. So you need what we call a moderator. Heisenberg used heavy water, deuterium. Ah, uh, slows doesn't it moderate, down. Not enough. Not enough. He probably would have gotten better, way better with regular water, but what we use is graphite. And uh, and you know we've heard of a meltdown. Yeah. Uh, what happens is we have we use graphite now. You really slow them down, so you have a really contained nuclear reaction. That's what we use in reactors instead of a bomb. You slow them down enough that they're just enough to create energy. Well, when the graphite when you want to slow it down even more, you put the graphite rods in. When they don't go in, you're not slowing down the reaction, and you get you know you get overheating. And that's kind of what happened, I believe, at Chernobyl. But anyway, he didn't use graphite. He didn't slow him down. So he screwed up the whole thing, and they never did get the bomb. He claims he did it on purpose.
0: I claim he's just a, a kind of a stooge. I'm going to side with you. <laughs> well, read there's a book. I'm going to side with you. Check it, it out. Because it sounds I read like sour book. grapes. Oh, I meant to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you didn't. I, you know, like me. I. You know. No, you I didn't, didn't like George Bush. I would. I would have invented a bomb yeah, myself. But, exactly. You know. All right, that'll do it for this edition, the December 5th edition of This Day in History. Follow us on Facebook at This Day in History Podcast, and don't forget. Go to iTunes, subscribe, subscribe, and subscribe. Please leave us a five-star review, if you would. For producer Brian Kroc, I'm Tony Hubert, Armand Kachi again. We will say so long until tomorrow, December 6th, when this day in history rolls back around here on lineupmedia.fm.